0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Patanjali Yoga Sutra Commentaries by respected Dr. Chinmay Pandya. Each episode delves deep into a selected set of sutras, so be sure to follow along and remember to revisit any episode you may have missed. We hope you enjoy and do stay connected with DSVV by following our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter pages using the handle at DSVVOfficial. pranams to everyone from shantikunj haridwar dev sanskriti vishwavidyalaya india let us start with the recitation of the gayatri mantra the purpose of the gayatri mantra is to remember the blessing that we have got in the form of the human life this life that we have got is both at the same time it's a blessing but also an opportunity an opportunity But each of us have got the possibility, potential where we can take either of the directions. We can take a path of excellence, take the heights in our life, become a decent human being, compassionate one, kind and generous one, noble and well-directed individual. Or we can take a path of decline. We can choose to do the things that even we would be ashamed of and also won't leave a legacy that is worth remembering. Taking the path that is the right for the human being to take is the purpose of the Kaitri Mantra, to show us that path, to show us the path of righteousness. It says in the Upanishad, Ashta Chakra Navadwara, Deva Pura yodhya, maya kosha, Swargo loke that this body this human body is also the seat of the divine intelligence and the power that protects the divine intelligence is the power of Gayatri. It gives us the right, just, kind direction in the life to take. Those of you who can chant the Gayatri month, please join us in doing so, Gayatri together. together. Tatsaveto We have started to discuss and contemplate upon the second chapter of Patanjali Yoga Sutra, Sadhan Pada. Sadhan refers to the techniques, the techniques that one should follow to reach the ultimate adventure of the human consciousness, Samadhi. And Samadhi could also be reached by a path that Patanjali showed in the first chapter, Abhyas and Vairagya, but that is for advanced level seekers. For the medium level seekers, he gave the path of Kriya Yoga from where this chapter starts, Tapashwadhyayishwar Parindhan, that is Kriya Yoga. And what does Kriya Yoga help us to do? He says it does two things it weakens the Kleshas, Kleshtanu Karanarthascha, second verse, and it also helps one to attend the Samadhi, Samadhi Bhavanartha. Then comes the natural question that what are the kleshas? So he names them avidya, smita, raga, dwesha, avinivesh, and then he declares avidya as the kshetra, as the breeding ground in which all other kleshas can be cultivated. avidya, kshetra, mutresham, and they can be in four different states. That's the fourth verse, prasupta tanu vichin They can be intermittent, they can be sleeping, they can be absolutely manifested, fully manifested, or they could be in a state of Prasuptanu, vidar and vichin. Prasupta is sleeping, tanu is weak, udar is fully manifested and vichin is intermittent. So after Vidya, he defines the asmita, that Drigdarshan shakti ekatmayo asmita. Then comes rag and dvesh, rag, He defines Sukhanusha raga, then Dukhanusha is the Klesha. Then comes vidusha, Vidushahapi Tatarudah Abhinivesha. He says that Abhinivesha is the one in which the person develops this desire to cling to the life. And then comes the question that, okay, fine, the Kleshas were weakened by the Kriya Yoga, how can we destroy them? So destroying them could happen with two processes, two techniques. One he declares as the Pratiprasava, Te pratiprasav heya sukshma. And then another one is Dhyan heyam That Dhyan could also, which is the Vivek Khyati, can also help us to do it. And it would come later on. Vivek Khyati, that he declared there would come later on. Comes the question that like how could we, uh, what is the mechanism that underpins the whole process of like giving birth to the karma. So he says Klesh Mule Karmashaya that at the root of the Klesh is the Karmashaya, storage of the karma, which is responsible for seen and unseen janma birth. Then as long as it continues to exist, Sati mule, tadvipako, jati ayubhoga, Person would continue to have the life, the duration of life, and the experience of life. What kind of experiences? They could be of pleasure and they could be of pain. But then comes the most significant verse. He says that it is common for the common man to understand that I am getting a result of happiness or sadness. I am getting prosperity or I am getting the state of no money, and underprivileged kind of a state or low socio-economic status. All that change in my social or spiritual or physical or mental health, in whichever dimension I see, the ups and downs that are coming because of the puny and apuny, puny and pap. But the wise ones, they know that dukkham ev sarvam vivekina, for those who are vivekwan, those who have reached to the highest state of consciousness, for them everything is suffering. Then how can we stop it to happen? He says you can do nothing about the suffering that has already taken place. And the one that has already manifested can also not be stopped. It can be weakened, but it cannot be abolished but you can stop the one that is yet to arrive. So, he says, heyam dukkham anagatam. The suffering that is yet to arrive can be controlled, can be restrained, can be altered, can be modified. What is the purpose for that to occur, that suffering? He says, drisht drishtayo sayyogah he It is happening because of the conjunction between the one that was supposed to be the witness and the manifested world, drishya. And then he defines the drishya. He says, Prakash Kriya Istiti Shilam Bhute bhog Bhogapvargartham Drishyam. That drishya, this manifested world, the tangible one, the one that we can see feel, perceive, or otherwise we consider as the reality that drishya in Hindi, the literal meaning of drishya would be seen, whatever we can see. And that drishya, he says, has got three gunas as its inherent property. What are the three gunas? Prakash, Kriya, Istiti. Light, bliss, clarity, calmness, stability. All the gunas of sat that is the first category. Then the second is the ambition, gati, movement, doing something, feeling for it, desires. All these things that actually give us the power to move forward in our life, that is the raja. And the third one, darkness, inertia, innocence, inactivity, inability to do the things, that is the tam. He says, these three gunas, they are constantly talking with each other and giving birth to the seen and unseen worlds. The whole cosmos, he says, is dependent upon only three gunas. Their interactions, their prosper combination, their mutual equations. They are giving birth to the world that could be seen and the world that cannot be seen. Everything is dependent upon three primordial forces. Prakash, Kriya, Asthiti. Only three things are there. At some times, darkness, isti is in the control. Then comes the moment and the light takes the birth. And then light gives birth to the activity. Then activity finally moves towards the darkness again. So he says the same kind of cycle is taking place because of the three gunas of the prakrate. And then there is also, this is actually has got two uh, different elements also, bhut, which is the element and indri which are the senses. So it consists of gross and subtle elements and also the senses which can perceive them. And it exists only for the sole purpose of two, two things. Experience, either you can bhug or you can uh, liberate from it, you can escape from it. So he says only two reasons are there for it to exist, and that is drishya. Then he uses the Sankhya methodology to define it even further. He says, vishesha vishesha lingamatra lingani gunparavani. These gunas, they also give birth to the absolutes, like your 16 tattva of the prakriti all these are being given birth, and you can understand this verse in connection with the one before. Then comes the today's discussion. He talked about the reason for the suffering. He says everything is the suffering. Then comes the question: what is the reason for suffering? Is the conjunction, is the connection between the Drishta and Drashya. So Patanjali first defined Dhrasya then he would define the drishta, then he would define the Sanyoga, so that you can understand the entire equation. E you have understood, M you have understood, C you are supposed to understand. So he is saying, now comes the definition of the drishta, that who is the drishta. In Sanskrit, or especially in the Indian wisdom traditions, we use the word drishta as the one which is never involved. It is the innermost Pure self, pure consciousness which was never involved in anything. So that is what the Patanjali says in this verse. I believe this is the twentieth verse. He says Drishta, drishimatra pratte anupashya." He says the Drishta Drishimatra means consciousness. Drishta Drishimatraha Shuddhopi anupashya. Shuddha means pure. Api means although. Like, although the drishta, which is the innermost pure self, is absolutely pure. It is pure, untouched, unperturbed consciousness, still it gets the images presented to it by the mind, pratyanupasya, that whatever it is seeing, these images are being created and if they keep being created in front of me, so although the inner being has always been pure, undiluted, undisturbed, there was nothing that ever touched that pure consciousness. That is an absolute, eternal, timeless one. Still, the images are being presented. So he says, drishta, drishimatra, shuddhopi pratyayanupasya. There is an interesting thing to remember in this respect. The word drishta can only be used if drishta is there. Just like you can only use the darkness if light is there. If there is no light, then darkness would leave the meaning. If you say nothing, then nothing word can only be understood with something. If there is nothing, nothing, there is only void, then the word something would lose the meaning, then word nothing would lose the meaning. So, the drishta word can only exist if drish is there. If there is no drish, it would cease to exist for the drishta. Then even the meaning of being drishta would be gone for drishta. Only if I am able to see something and I am being able to affect myself from that drish, then only the word drishta could be applied to me. So, he says drishta is although pure and Absolutely divine consciousness, still the images are being presented to it through the Buddhi. Buddhi is seeing it and it is presenting something to it. Tadarth ev drishyashyatma. That is why he says the whole purpose of this world to exist is only for the drishta. This particular verse if you understand it completely it is equal to the theory of the science that we are studying these days if you look at the theory of reality the famous statement of einstein is there that does moon not exist if i am not looking at it because that is what happening at the quantum level that is what happening at the level of the electrons if you are not looking at the electrons they are not there moment you look they appear. This is the idea. So, the whole idea of the reality, as they are discussing in the scientific world these days, the whole idea of the reality is only based on the observer. If observer is there, there is a reality. If there is no observer, probably there is no reality. Probably universe does not even exist. If uh, I am not participating in it, then nothing is existing. And that is what the Patanjali is saying long time ago. He said, tadar tev atma the whole purpose of the drishya to exist drishyasya atma atma means existence in this case drishya the whole idea of the drishya to exist is only for the drishta he stops to participate everything stops but then comes a very beautiful verse written by patanjali it stops to happen not for everyone, but for the person who have managed to stop this connection. So, let's try to understand it again. He says the reason for suffering to occur is only because there is a connection that the pure consciousness, the Purush, made with the Prakrate. And what is Prakrate? He defines it with the gunas, with the bhut and indriya. He defines it that the whole reason for it to exist is to give two kinds of experiences to the purush. Either become part of it or go out of it. Either you bhog, either you follow the path of the bhog or you follow the path of apvarg. Either you experience it or you choose to liberate yourself moment you choose to liberate yourself and you transcend the whole Prakriti and the layers of the Prakriti go beyond it and you become trigunatit, then the gunas of the Prakriti are not reaching to you or you are not able to be affected and influenced by the Prakriti's gunas. In that case, something special takes place, which is what Patanjali is mentioning in this particular verse. He says, Kritartham Pratinashtam Apinashtam Tadanya Sadharanattvata. It's a very beautiful verse. Kritartham. Krit means accomplished. Arth means purpose. If I or someone else has accomplished their purpose, purpose was Tadadrashtu Swarupayavasthanam to realize the true consciousness to realize what I truly am, to remember what is my reason to exist, which is to be the witness, to be the drashta. If I am able to accomplish that purpose, Pratartham, pratinashtam, apinashtam. Nasht means destroy. Then this prakthiti cease to exist for me. This whole matrix I have gone beyond. I am the Neo. I am the one. I have gone beyond this whole chaos that we call as the Prakriti's layers. But it only happened for me. It will continue to exist for others. Because others have not yet reached to that level of the consciousness. It means that Prakriti would continue to exist for them, not for the person who has solved this final riddle. ramkrish Parabhans used to share a wonderful story, a story or rather analogy. He said that Prakriti is like the mother working in the kitchen and she has got many children, many children are there and she is working in the kitchen. When kids start to cry, then she throws something for them to play and then they are interested in they are fascinated by it. So they stop to cry and they are are being fascinated by the toy that was thrown to them by the mother, Prakriti. And then after a while they lose interest in that toy and then they start to cry again. So then she throws another toy. So Swami Ramakrishna Paramahansa used to say that we are like that. We are crying and then suddenly she throws a relationship to us and then people are excited about it and then after a while they lose the interest in relationship and then they start to cry again. So then she throws a, a job or something and then she throws some money, then she throws a car, then she throws something else and we are excited by these toys. They are appearing in our lives and then they start to cry again and again. And then Swami Paraman said that there is one boy who understands that this is Craziness. What the hell is happening? Every time a new toy is arriving and then I am crying again, and then a new toy is arriving and then this is, I am crying again. So then he stops to play with the toy. He is not interested. He has lost interest in the gunas of the Prakriti. Gunas of the Prakriti are the toys that are coming to us. And one of them lose interest in it. So Prakriti says to that boy, that go and play outside. You have understood the game. But leave it. For them, they are still interested. So, the same thing is happening here. The one who has understood the game, one who has understood that this thing has been continuing for birth, after birth, after birth, after birth, and I have been repeating the same mistakes again and again. Now, I am not interested. I am just not participating anymore. Khritartham. I have understood what was my purpose. My purpose was only to see it, not to become part of it. Now, I understood. So, then Prakriti says that, you go beyond. This game is for them who still wants to play. (laughs) And these are the kids who still wants to play. So, Patanjali says that Prakriti ceases to exist only for the one who has gone beyond the Prakriti. He has passed that final examination. But everyone else, is still writing their question paper. They cannot be asked to leave the examination hall. They need to be in the examination hall. So he is saying, kritartham, Pratinashtam, Apinashtam, Tadanya sadharanatva Sadharana, like common person, still needs to continue their game. Kritarth, the one who has accomplished its purpose, he can go. He doesn't have to sit in the same examination hall because he has understood the whole idea of the question, and he has given the right answer. There is also an interesting story of uh, a famous saint. So, he was giving a lecture and he said that, I am Aham me, I am divine, and everyone has got the same divine inside them. see, same divine is in you. Soham also in me, and this is the idea of the Vedantic uh, philosophy. So, one of the disciples got really excited. He said, Oh, that's so right. Like, you know, everywhere there is divine. So, he was going with the same idea that, you know, everywhere there is divine. A mad elephant was coming. So, he thought, Oh, it's not a mad elephant. It's just a divine. So, he went to hug the elephant. An elephant, like, you know, broke his bones. So, then he was in the hospital getting treatment for it. And then, Guru went to see. Saint went to see. Saint said, Why did you even try to hug the elephant? He said, you said that everywhere there is divine, so there is also divine in the elephant, so I went to hug the elephant. He said, I told you there is divine everywhere, but I didn't tell the elephant. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that there is divine everywhere. He is still seeing that there is a person trying to hug me, so he would break your bones. So we need to operate. He said, even if you have reached to the liberation, you still need to operate as per the understanding of the rest of the world, because they are still in the same game. So he says, What is Drishta? Drishta Drishimatra Shuddhopi Pratyanupasya. That he is the absolute pure divine consciousness, but still the images are being presented to him. Tadar eva Drishya atma, and that's the sole reason for those images to exist. They are there because we should see them, not to become part of them. Person who understands it becomes kritartham, pratinashtam, apinashtam, tadanyasadhanattvaat. But it continues to exist for everyone else. He says, the world is operating for them. So then comes a very interesting verse. And it is opposite to our understanding. He says, That, what does it mean? It means, that so, 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 Shakti means pra, me, Purush, like you know, the real consciousness, the true self, and Swatma so Shakti is the Prakriti. That the real reason that we can accomplish this kind of jnana is because of the Sanyog. That if there was no Sanyog, so he earlier said that conjunction was responsible for it. This, Sanyog was responsible for suffering to occur, he said, but this Sanyog is also responsible to help us accomplish our true self. Because if it was never there, the true consciousness would never be able to understand that I am the true consciousness. We only understand it because the Sanyog leads to suffering. Suffering leads us to understand that it is happening because of my own ignorance again and I try to remove the Ajna, I try to remove the wheel, then I am able to see myself. It's like a person can only realize its true potential when it is thrown in the opposite kind of circumstances. I can only learn to swim if I am inside the river. It's like that. If I say that oh, I am a very good swimmer but I have never stepped into the river, how would I know? So, he is saying it's a most wonderful verse, most wonderful verse because it is opposite to the, it is contradicting the common opinion. Common opinion is that sanyog is the reason for everything to happen. He said, no, it's not the bad thing. It is the reason why one is able to understand that they are the true consciousness. This sanyog is the reason for one to understand. What does it mean? It means that I am not learning anything new. I am just uh, removing the ignorance. The jnana is the absence of a jnana, it is not learning something new. I was always a pure and divine consciousness, but I misunderstood that I am not. And that misunderstanding, removal of that misunderstanding is the true wisdom. So he says, the only purpose of sanyog to occur is not only to give the suffering, but also to help the true consciousness to remember that they are the divine ones. Tas hetu avidya. And avidya is responsible for it. Avidya is responsible for that wheel, that kind of barrier to occur between drishta and the drish, between the divine consciousness and the prakriti, between what I truly am and what I believe uh, that my identity is. So he says Tas hetu avidya. Avidya is the reason for that to Exist, He says bhava, bhava. that if you are able to remove the avidya, then sanyog would be gone. So, main thing that is responsible is avidya, the first clay. he talked about. And if you are able to remove that, you are re- able to get the true wisdom and conquer the ignorance. Tasyabhava, abhava, hanam. Hanam, he used a very beautiful word here. Han means complete destruction, final destruction. After that, no further battle is needed between us and the ignorance that we have. Tat Then what you develop is the kevalya. That is the final adventure that one yogi is supposed to reach to. It is the only thing. The word comes from Keval, which means that nothing beyond. It's the last. It's the last understanding and you reach there by ignoring, by fighting the ignorance, by fighting the conjunction. Keval leads to Viveka khyate Viveka Khyathe aviplavo hanopaya. How can we accomplish that han, that permanent destruction? He says that can happen through Viveka khyate Vivekhyati is a wonderful word. Vivekhyati means the one who has understood both sides. If I am only able to understand that Prakriti is responsible for everything, I have only reached to the state of Sampragya. But I am yet to understand my true nature. If I am able to understand my true nature, I am able to understand both drishya and drishta. Then I have reached to a state called Viveka Khyati. That Viveka talked about earlier when he was talking about pratipasav. And then he used the word Dhyanam heyam tadavratte. Earlier when we were talking about the Kriya Yoga, that time he used this word. And he says, now he brings it again for us to remember that Viveka Khyati is the only technique through which this could be accomplished the permanent destruction could take place making one to reach to the ultimate state of the kavalaya. so if we recap of what we talked about today he first started by giving the understanding of suffering ayam dukkham anagatam that that kind of suffering which is yet to arrive can still be dealt with can still be conquered then he said it is because of the conjunction. It is re- happening because of the Saiyoga. That, Drishta Drishtya, Saiyoga, he, he, tu. It is be- because of this. And then he gave the definition of Drishya. Then he gave the definitions of the Drishta. Then he said, okay, when you understand the Drishya and Drishta, then you need to understand this Saiyoga is not altogether bad. It is the one that makes us to remember what we truly am. And if we are able to conquer the avidya, then there is a permanent destruction of the Sanyoga. Then only we can remove it completely. And if I am able to do that, then what happens? Viveka aviplavo Hanopaya. We develop Viveka aviplavo means that is completely silent sea. Viplavo means chaos. This is completely unchaotic, silent like never before. There is a calmness, there is a stillness, there is a stability that emerges within, which is permanent. And it can never be shaken, disturbed, deviated, distracted or perturbed. So, we reach to this understanding and then he will talk about further classifications and we will talk about that in the next discussion. So, thanks for patiently listening. We do the Shanti part. Om Deo Shante Rantarikshagvam Riksha Gwam Shante Prethave Shante Rapa Shante Roshadhaya Shante Vanaspataya शानतिर विश्वे देवा शानतिर ब्रह्मा शानते ही सरवग्वम शानते हे शानते रेव शानते हे सामा शानते रेदे ओम शानते हे, शानते हे, शानते हे सर्वारिष्ट सुशांतिर हमारे youtube चैनल शांति वीडियो गाइड्स परिवार को सब्सक्राइब करें एवं बेल आइकन जरूर दबाएं ताकि गायत्री परिवार की विभिन्न गतिविधियों की जानकारी आपको मिलती रहे